All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 131, and the NBA is back, y'all. July 31st to October 12th, we have an NBA season. We're going to break it down, and we're going to give you our picks. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, please kick that intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Ludi us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips in Drew, the true Players Broadcast, episode 131. Yep. That is one more than 130, Drew? That is. It's one more, yeah. That is? That's true. What is going on in the world, first of all? Yeah. I just... Two days ago, my, my whole city's boarded up. Yeah. My beautiful little beach town. There was about 5,000 people that came to town. A lot of them bust in, which I was really upset about. Right. They don't live here. They don't live here. Um, and they came and started a whole bunch of shit. I was a little nervous, but it was peaceful. I'm actually proud of my little city. Yeah. Um, there was a couple bad apples sure. in the crowd. There's always going to be, it seems like. Just one dude was outside my favorite watering hole. Oh, that yeah. I have that I refuse to go to until August. Right. I, I've already told them because yeah. I think San Clemente reopened way too early. I think a lot of places did. I mean, protests everywhere, um, all over the United States. Is I mean, COVID every- over? Is it? Is no, it over? No. There, I, I saw yesterday. I think like all fifty states had a protest yesterday. Good. I'm fine. And, and no, I love it. I right. Mean, yeah, but it's just a tough time to to be out there amongst so many people. Like without that worry, it has to be over your head. I mean, it seemed like a lot of people were covering their faces. And now whether that was to kind of remain anonymous or to also kind of protect themselves from... There is no social distancing in protesting. No, that's what though. I'm saying. So I, I I fully support the protest. Like, if you guys are the ones that are out there, like, you have my support. Um, it does suck, though, I mean, because there's always going to be those people in there that don't really have the same motives as everybody else. And they're just looking for an opportunity to take advantage of. Looting I, and protesting are two totally different right, things. Right, yeah. And I don't really, I don't really think that we need to jump in on this topic too much. Because I do. I want to say something. You can, you know, we we can talk about it as uh-huh. much as you want. I'm just saying, like a lot of people that are definitely more well educated than you and I are having really good points and really good conversations about it. Um, I will say that in downtown San Diego, there's been a lot of protests. Not all of them have been peaceful. Uh, they all seem to start peaceful, and then of course the curfew hits, and then shit, you know, just changes. 
Um, and a lot of that is police enforced, but still, um, again, I'm, you know, if that's, if that's what you want to do to, to support your, your issues, that's why I love that we live in America. I mean, I'll leave it at that and just say that I, I love that we live in a country that you can protest and you can, you know, really shut down freeways, which is what happened. I mean, in, in downtown San Diego, like people were on the freeways that were blocking freeway entrances and, they did that um, yesterday too on the 405 in right. LA. Like, God. yeah. So again, I, you know, I'm I'm happy that we live in a country that lets us, you know, hold these protests for for the things that we think that are right and the things that we think we can change. Um, and you know, I support the people out there doing it. I do too. I just find it it's so weird to me because I had a couple friends um, up in Newport, right, Costa Mesa. They had a big little rally. A lot of uh, neo Nazis out there, which was wild. Um, but one of my homegirls showed me like a picture of a flyer that said two paying two hundred dollars for like ant for like uh what's it called aggressive protesting like throwing shit and breaking windows and stuff like that that like people were passing out flyers saying that they would pay people? they're paying yeah to 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 make it like riot. a riot right and then you see this stuff on the news where it's like people are like dropping off bricks you know, yeah, I've been seeing some of that in Houston. There was some supposedly in downtown San Diego. There was a place where there was like bricks, white people handing black kids bricks like that's just weird to me, bro. Yeah. And the, the whole thing is really weird to me. And I was having a conversation last night and I'll leave it at this. This is what I'll leave it at. Four months ago, the whole world comes together when Kobe dies, right? Literally white, black, Asian, Mexican, Puerto Rican, like Every country, every race, everything. We all came together, shared the same pain, you know? And it was for, in such a tragedy, like, it was it was really nice, the unity that we all had, right? right? Yeah. And this was four months ago, and now we're four months removed from that, and it's just complete mayhem. And I love, I love how many people are taking action on their platforms and yeah. saying, you know, we're, we're using ours, and I think we should. Yeah. Um, I was a little worried, uh, not worried, but... You know, our whole feed yesterday was all black, Blackout Tuesday, which I was really cool with. And we did it, too. But I also wasn't going to stop posting because if anything, like people should be speaking up during this time instead of quieting yeah. down. Well, mostly I think it was about um, getting off of the hashtag Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. to make sure that those posts that are hashtag Black Lives Matter were able to reach the people that were trying to organize and, and communicate mm -hmm. Um, so that seemed to be what it was about, which is why it was the hashtag was like Blackout Tuesday instead of Black Lives Matter. Right. So, you know, I think I think that was mostly the idea was to stop um, other people from posting random things and using that hashtag specifically for essential communications through Twitter and Instagram, which is, I, you know, it's a very interesting thing to, to, to do uh, in today's day and age. But I mean, that's how information has traveled. And so it makes a lot of sense. Like if you if you want to cut out the noise and really focus in on only essential messages. That's the best way to do it is to only leave those hashtags for the, you know, the things that are actually important to the cause. Uh, so yeah, I supported that. We supported that. And I agree though. I think as long as, you know, you're posting stuff uh, for our page, people, other, other outlets are doing that as well. As long as you're not just hashtagging black lives matter for nothing. Right. Totally. Then you're, you're in the, you're, you're in the clear. It's not like Instagram needs to all shut down. No, no. And it's just crazy how, social media is the platform dude like we are getting informed I, I was literally on facebook live watching news conferences yesterday and then i'm on instagram live seeing what people are doing all over the world it's really crazy how powerful this is and again everybody be safe we hope that everything's yeah. going well um hopefully we'll get out of this soon but still like yo wear a mask 
okay? COVID is real. Okay, it and is a real see, thing. I mean, let's hope that this actually brings on some actual change. I mean, that's the goal. I think here. I think it's it not, will. It's not that this is just something that we'll remember as man. That was a crazy month of May and June. Uh, I'm hoping that this actually brings on some real change. I think it will because there's progress. a lot of pressure right now, dude. Right. And yeah. you know, all the all three of those cops were arrested finally today and charged. Yep. Um, which is a good thing because. Yep. Uh, but there was another shooting in Louisville. Yeah. Another unarmed black man. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, again, that's like that's he's like, just trying to protect his store. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Like that for in the height of all of this, yet another instance of another man being killed for what seemed to be like no reason. I don't know the details of that. I think he was protecting his store. Right, everything that I've heard was that he didn't have a gun on right. him or any kind of weapon, as far as I know. So again, you know, I, that's why I'm saying I hope it leads to an actual change because it, it doesn't always necessarily happen. I mean. It's very easy. We're very short-sighted as a nation as what we as far as what we focus on and it's very easy for us to just move on to the next thing uh, and get caught up in what's current and mm -hmm. so I hope this actually sticks. And I'm using this opportunity as a white guy to just kind of sit back and listen and try to, you know, learn and get educated from those that know more than I do. I so. think that's the most important thing to do is to actually have these conversations with your friends and with your mm -hmm. peers and with your family. And you know, a part of me, I don't want to say sympathizes, but a lot of these people just are not educated enough to like really get the full magnitude on why these people or they are don't so, want to, or they don't want to be, right. or they or they were raised differently, you know. Sure, but sure. having these conversations with your friends, you know, we had a great conversation with Jerry Dupree. If you listen to our our Patreon show, we had Jerry on. He was telling a, one, a great story about being in North Korea with Kim Jong Un. You guys should check that out. But we had a, an adult conversation about what it's like to be him, right? You know, and and you got to continue having those those conversations. But in these weird times. I have a glimmer of hope, Drew. Do we, have a, do we have a light at the end of the tunnel? We have, at least for us right now. <laughs> An athletic light the at the end NBA of the tunnel? The NBA is back, baby. <laughs> it is going to be back. Oh, my God. They're voting on it tomorrow, but it's a done deal. We got 22 teams. We'll be heading to Orlando. Right. 16 cur current playoff teams, one through eight, one through eight. And then shocking, New Orleans. Everybody wants another piece of Zion. New Orleans, Portland, Phoenix, Sacramento. And then San Antonio from the West and the Wizards from the East. The simple fact that they got it done, okay, it'll be voted on tomorrow. The only logistics they have to figure out is the payment. Like uh, how they're going to – the NBA and the Players Association have to agree on a pay reduction schedule, which I think they're going to work out. And it has to include the remaining eight teams that aren't making it to they're, – they're not making the trip to Orlando. Uh, so it has to include all 30 teams so that everyone can get paid on some level because it really isn't fair that the players of the Atlanta Hawks aren't going to get their checks or, you know, Steph Curry and the Warriors and them boys aren't going to get their checks just because they were real shit this year. I mean, you know, and, and uh, I am the most excited about it because now we actually there's no more guessing anymore. We actually have a plan. We as far as we know, everything has been worked out and we all expect the vote to go smoothly tomorrow to green light this plan that's what Woj is reporting and other people and that the vote is kind of almost a formality like silver's hashed it out with everybody he kind of already knows that people are going to go ahead and approve this that's the expectation and so for that reason i'm fucking stoked we finally have it uh, lined up we don't have to guess who's coming who's going uh how is it going to work um i'm i could not be happier about this i do i think the format that they chose is really interesting um you know they decided to do to include you know the top 13 teams from the west and only the top nine from the east 
But when you really look at their records, there's there's a legitimate case to be made for all those teams to make it to Orlando and still have a shot at this. Now, I would say the team that, that was shoved in there and maybe probably shouldn't have been is the Suns. You could argue yeah, so weird. You could argue that the Suns don't belong there and that the ten seed Hornets belong there, um, you know, in the east over the Suns in the West. But really when when it comes down to it, is it's about uh, the distance between the eight seed and those bottom teams. So mathematically there's supposed to be eight regular season or whatever they're calling these games before the playoffs start to determine the seeding. And the idea is you need the, all the teams to have somewhat of a shot at reaching that. So they're considering the fact that Phoenix is only six games back removed from Memphis. And, and I believe Charlotte is like eight or seven games back removed from the eight seed uh, Orlando in the East. So, that unfortunately is the is you know the way that they cut it. So I'm I'm curious, you know, how Charlotte is going to handle this because I we haven't heard anything from them as far as we know. Uh, but I don't really have a problem with it. I think if there is a problem, it would be maybe that that aspect of it is why would a 13 seed deserve to be in there more than a 10 seed? So even though they have a better record, but I'm I'm on board with this. Do you like this? I'm first of all, by the time you guys listen to this podcast, we will have an NBA season. And we have to wait a while, July thirty first, right? Which is later than we thought. Late, yeah, a li- little bit. I thought they'd start mid July, but again, they got to get legs under them. There is logistics that they got to figure out. I'm fine with it, Drew. You like I'm, it? I'm fine with it. I'm happy we're gonna have a season. I I did not think it was gonna happen. Um, I didn't think it was gonna happen, and I I just I have this this vision of just basketball games all day long, right? Just all day long. Like, I, I, I don't want to leave my house, right, you know? Right. And I think that's what it's going to be. Well, but- yeah, like we said, there, there's definitely going to be a lot of games that they have to get done in a short period of time. So I do think that they're going to have a lot of games on. But I know that the players, what they're going to get out of this is at least some version of rest. So I don't think the players should have to be forced to play back-to-back days. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe once or twice. Uh, but, you know, really... I think maybe three games a day is what we're what we're looking at, and I'm so excited for that. Even if it's one or two games a day, I mean, everyone's just waiting for these games to start. I think eight games before the playoffs is it good enough too? Like yeah. to get you, you know, get the camaraderie back, get the legs under you. I think I think that's enough. Right. Um, and how they, you know, the the interesting part is like like what we're saying is like how they determine who you're going to play, which team is going to play which team in those eight games are they going to keep it only divided by conference are you going to play the closest version to the schedule that you had remaining like if if the lakers have played the suns fully throughout the regular season and they weren't supposed to have another matchup uh, are they going to end up playing in this regular season this like halfway point between regular season and playoffs um i also don't know what the hell they're going to call these games because i mean it sounds like they're going to try and call them regular season games but obviously these 22 teams are going to have eight games more played on average than than the the remaining eight. So I don't know. So this is supposed to be a, this is from my boy Clipper Cook, who reposted what Javon uh, Bua said. Said under this scenario, the Clippers' schedule would be versus Brooklyn, New Orleans, Dallas, Denver, Phoenix, Brooklyn, Indiana, Sacramento. Pretty light schedule. No Lakers in there. And we still were supposed to see them one more time this year. Two more times. Two more we, times. Yeah, we had two more matchups. That's right. 
That's right. Because we had the one that was postponed after Kobe's death. So That's right. You, we had we were supposed to have two more Lakers Clippers matchups. What were your What was your record against us this year? Oh and two. Oh and two. Okay, just I just wanted to make oh, sure. Oh and two. Um, that opening seemed... <laughs> day and Christmas day, two games that are really tough. I know. Um, and we, you know we were very much looking forward to that those next matchups because it was going to be a huge, uh, another kind of you know uh, measurement game that we we call them. Uh, kind of a, a yardstick game going into the playoffs right. would have been nice. It would and it would have ended on a regular season mm-hmm. Laker Clipper, uh, you know, last game of the season. So I hope that there's at least one game between the Lakers and Clippers. But of course, you know, maybe preseason, like in those eight games. In those eight, give me one. I know I mean, I'd we like... need one. And my my point being, like everyone's the, the people that are looking at this and saying that Memphis is kind of getting a, a shaft here, and I agree with them. Memphis is really especially in comparison to like Orlando and Washington, Memphis is getting the shaft. They have so many more teams to compete with to make that, that final They have a spot. nice cushion though. They, they get like four and a half games. Memphis right now has a three and a half game lead on Portland, mm-hmm. New Orleans and Sacramento and a four game lead on San Antonio. So that's the reason why I think, you know, nine through 12 in, in the West is fine. But what I'm also saying is that what we, what we've heard is that Memphis had, the hardest remaining regular season schedule mm-hmm. out of any remaining team, all 30 teams in the NBA to finish out and that new Orleans had the easiest. So I get why, you know, they're, they're doing this because these teams still had a legit, even though it's three and a half games, they still had whatever it was supposed to be, you know, 15 games to make up that. And that's doable. So we'll see uh, how this all works out, but I got to, I feel a little bit bad for Memphis because it just got a lot fucking harder for them to make the playoffs now. Should be interesting, though. How how fat do you think Zion is right now? Do we think he's fat? Has he been working out? I haven't seen him. Man, I haven't seen a picture of him either. I mean, all I, I keep seeing that Gatorade commercial he's in. He's in a new Gatorade uh, commercial? Where he's in, like, the cryogenic frozen chamber. I haven't seen that. It's a, it, he's just in it with a couple other athletes. It's like a montage thing. But anyway, I'm sure that was taped a long time ago. I haven't seen a picture of him. you got to assume simply given his history that he's bulk that he's ballooned up a little bit and given the fact that he probably wasn't able to work out as as you know as we all expect i'm so excited to see him play again though right like i'm so excited to see everybody but i know and i'm super glad that he's included i mean for you say what you will about this if the nba you know keyed their system in to, to make the pelicans be a part of it i'm here I for that so, for dude sure. let me see zion try and make it into the playoffs and the pelicans were really starting to click there they were um, as the season was coming to, you know, kind of a close, Lonzo was playing, I think, his best basketball of his life, uh, certainly his best basketball in the league so far. Uh, and, of course, Zion was just a 20-12 and 12 machine. Um, so I'm very stoked. Honestly, I, I don't, as much as I said, like, you know, I don't know if Phoenix should be included, blah, blah, blah. I am very happy with this. 22 teams, we get eight games regular season, then we get into the playoffs. And I'm I'm almost positive there's going to be at least one play play-in game uh, like we're talking about, you're going to have, if they're within, what did they say, within four games? Mm-hmm. So as long as you know one of those teams comes within four games of the eight seed, we're going to have a plan. And I think that's going to be awesome. If the nine seed is more than four games behind the eighth, though no eight makes the playoffs. No nine makes the playoffs. No nine makes the playoffs. Fewer than four games, a play-in tournament. Right. So that means so, if, the, if if all those teams in the West are they, – they lose all their games – and no one is within four games of Memphis. Let's just call it that. That means Memphis is in, and there's not a play, and they don't have to. They're they're just in. But if one of those teams is inside the four game, like so, like right now, there's three teams that are three and a half games back. If one of those teams stays at three and a half or gets closer, they're playing. Then we will have a play in, and it seems like it's a double elimination versus single elimination. 
So it's almost like a three-game series uh, for the eight seed, whoever's in the eight seed. That'd be interesting. But the eight seed only has to beat the nine seed once. Mm. The nine seed has to beat the eight seed twice. So it's definitely, you know, favorites, whoever gets to that eight seed. And I don't, I, don't, I think Washington Wizards, you know, they've, they've been very clear about John Wall not coming back during this time. And so, you know, let's say he doesn't do that. I don't see them winning a lot of games. So Orlando's got to feel pretty confident, and so does Brooklyn. Playing at home, that too. They can, right, exactly. Right. That they can go through this and not have to be scathed, even though they might lose a lot of games in this eight because, again, there's a lot of talent on the West, and those teams are solid. Uh, and they all have better. A lot of them have better records than Orlando. I just can't see it visually how it's going to look. Right, like how they're going to be playing. I'm really curious. I saw the facilities, and that shit's wild, right? But what happens if one player gets COVID? Right, one. Well, Did they shut down the whole thing? No, that's been the whole like <sighs> the whole theory about moving forward with this is that everyone has to be on board and almost expecting that there's going to be a positive test. Now, again, the structure of this is that everyone involved should be tested, you know, upon their arrival and they should be kind of semi-quarantined within their structure, within their team or their, you know, whatever their hotel situation is. Um, and, and that, you know, if there is a case, they'll be able to kind of isolate that individual and track back who he's been hanging out with and, and test everybody there and then move forward accordingly. There's no way that they would have greenlit this if one positive test means everything stops because they can't do that. Now they're entering into negotiations with all the local TV and national TV to try and figure out what this money is going to be and, and how they're going to be able to pay for this and also p pay the players what they're supposed to get or some percentage of what they're all expecting to get with their contracts. Um, there's no way that they can go forward with this and then have one positive test shut everything down. So I think that's going to be the biggest problem. We're going to figure out real quick how many players you know have it i think the league has done a pretty good job of getting all these players tested i think relatively recently so i'm i'm already assuming that each team has an understanding of guys that have had it or that have it now and and moving forward we'll have a really solid list of players that are like okay you know this guy had it he's good and everyone else should be clear before we even go to orlando you know do you see the beef with uh the Sacramento Kings announcer and Boogie. Shit, yeah. That was wild. He re had to resign today. He fully resigned. Oh, man. They called him out, and I had to hit up our boy Ray Young. because I. So this dude is, uh, what the hell is his name? Grant Napier, Yeah. right, who's been an announcer for them for a while. Uh, Boogie had brought something up on Twitter, and then Grant hits him back with All Lives Matter, right? Yeah. And then Matt Barnes and him both kind of jump in. and yep. like, yo, this guy's been a racist. I had to hit up our boy uh, Ray Young last night because I'm like I didn't know this about him at all and so he had to resign today yeah. so let me tell you dude one tweet of all lives matter and you can lose your you lose your job real quick yeah yeah I don't I don't have anything else to add to that <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's just, how about it, don't like a lot of people aren't handling this the right way that so was a bad that was a bad move from, by that guy and then and like, I'm glad he's gone you know that's the thing is like if he's if he's a racist then he needs to not be <laughs> yeah, part announcing the, games. He has to not be a part of the in the, in the NBA, yeah. right? It's well, just, anywhere really. I mean, but just, yeah. just goes to show you, man. One tweet, like Maury, one freaking tweet can really change a lot of shit for you guys. Yeah. And then, like, and then there's Dolan, right? Again, our boy Dolan, who won't take a side on any of this, right? Madison Square Garden is pissed off at him. The players are pissed off at him, and. I heard that he sent out uh, kind of a memo. It was a, two it, different memos. And it was the second one really reiterated the the fact that he does not approve of racism. So 
well, he got a lot of flack for the first right. one, which he basically said he doesn't want to take a stand here or there because again, there's like money involved here. And when you're the most the, the what's it, what's the Knicks worth five billion? They're talking about. Yeah, I think five. The, the, them and the Lakers. Billion. Unbelievable. He doesn't want to take a stand on it, which is wild because it seems like every other team in the NBA um, has said. And the something. NBA itself has come out in support of the cause. Yes. So, you know, I we expect all the other owners to fall in line, and you know, James Dolan is going to do what he does. I, you know, there's no predicting whatever the fuck comes out of that guy's mouth. I feel bad for Knicks fans. Our boy over at the Knicks Diehard Knicks podcast is just so upset, man. And I'd be so upset too. I can't believe it. They get to rest up for the off season, though. <laughs> for real, they get they get a long break now. All right, so let's do really quick. Let's do this. Is going to be a quick hitter for you guys today. Let's do some predictions for. I like it for our picks. Have they changed it all for you, considering COVID and the delay? Sure. The the hold off. Yeah. Let's let's remind everybody where where teams are. Okay. Uh, so right now, Lakers uh, in the West Coast are one, and we're up by five and a half games. So most likely, we'll remain the number one seed in the you West. Will. Clippers are two. Boom boom. Then Denver, then Utah at four, Oklahoma City at five, Houston six, Dallas seven, and then Memphis, and then you go Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, Phoenix. The the six that we just discuss that are added or they you know the, the extra five that are going to be added from the west so given where everyone is and certainly given the fact that houston was on a downward spiral um and oklahoma city was really skyrocketing and now of course utah's team chemistry is completely, we don't know about yeah, that it's on the it's on the fence i feel real confident again this entire year the lakers and clippers have been the best two teams in the west and that's not changing anytime soon i think it really doesn't matter when I look at all of these teams, even the ones that are kind of scraping the barrel, like maybe fighting for an eight seed. It's going to be Clippers and Lakers at the yeah, end, man. right? Most I mean, likely. I, the, the only thing that I can think that that may happen is like Oklahoma City is a hell of a team. And if they do something crazy, they can take down the Lakers or the, or the Clippers. But even saying that out loud doesn't seem No, accurate. it doesn't seem right. So, you know. My, and I want, to, I want to put, you know, I got to say this. I think playing in Orlando – is going to be a ben beneficial. I mean, first of all, not having fans and home court advantage is a big thing. Yeah. Playing in front of your yeah. your fans and you you know, unfortunately, as a Clipper fan, there's a lot of Laker fans at our home games, right? So it's basically like seven game series for the Lakers. Yeah, this if worked we get out them. really nicely for the Clippers. It does for us. It definitely <laughs> does for us. So let's take that into consideration. Hey, yeah, I'll bring that up for sure if you guys actually win this thing. I'll well, like, again, dude, like, what the hell? <laughs> we went into the whole asterisk thing last week. Yeah. And, again, like, I just don't know, man. Like, we still can't have a parade. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself right now. No, but. Getting really ahead that's of myself. A, that is going to be a big advantage for the Clippers that, that typically don't have that. You know, like, exactly, exactly like you said, if it was going to be. You know, regardless of who had the home court advantage, mm -hmm. a Clippers Lakers series. It's a Laker home game. Yeah, it's always going to have a little bit more Laker fans. But we kind of like that too, though. Right. We do. I think you play to that. We a little do. Bit. I mean, it's <clears throat> the only way you play. I mean, that's the current existence of the Clippers until you guys get your own arena. Like Patrick Beverly feeds off of fans, like hating him. Right. Right. So he's going to have to pull like some Michael Jordan, like right. find some inspiration Something from on somewhere. The other team. Right. right. Yeah. Like just pick one guy out that he really doesn't like on each team. On each team and be like, yeah. <laughs> That's you. my motivation. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, well, who was who was the guy Mike just made 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 up about? Well, uh, George Carl not saying hello. That one, <laughs> just like not saying, not hello, saying at hello at dinner. Yeah, that's what you need to do, Pat. 
Um, so yeah, I think I think the only team, really, I think the only teams that can maybe make some noise is Houston has two guys on their team. We know it, Russell and James, who can take over games and really just win games outright for their team. So you know, ipso facto, if they can figure this shit out and they actually come out with uh, a great scheme and they can you know, use the small ball to it's their not gonna advantage. Work. I don't think it's going to work it's either, work. but it did work against the Lakers the last time that they played each other. Yeah. So I'm just saying like, that's the only thing when, when I look at the rest of the West, that's the only team I'm thinking that has something in their back pocket, something up their sleeve. That's different than anything else that we've seen. But the w- and, and the Lakers and Clippers are just better than everybody yeah, else. So I just look at it from this point. I'm like, okay, we got Paul George and Kawhi. So they're, they're just going to balance each themselves out right there. Right. And then who else do you got Houston? Sorry, Eric Gordon's not going to cut it for you. PJ, sorry, dude. You're a little too little. You know, it comes down to the bench. And the Clippers and Trez are... would dominate. That's the thing is you have the perfect Ooh, small I ball. I miss it. I miss my boys, yo. You have the perfect small ball yeah. antidote to their thing. Because Facts. you can play with Trez and you don't lose anything. There's no advantage that they gain by, by going small ball against you. They have some advantage against the Lakers. Uh, going small ball is because we typically have two big guys out there at all oh, times. Oh, that was that game AD. Exactly. Like, they, they, they triple teamed him yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and AD was not good against them. He wasn't used to that. He was just taking really tough shots and let, and fading away instead of trying to get to the foul line. I think anyway, he still had 30, though, it, that it's all about It's all about the fact that it comes down to a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. I think any and either the Lakers or the Clippers will figure that out in the seven-game series. No. Now, moving to the East, just a quick reminder, Milwaukee pretty much blowing everyone out of the water in the East. Uh, up by six and a half on Toronto is number two, then Boston, Miami in four, Indiana at five, Philly in six, Orlando, or Brooklyn at seven, and Orlando at eight. And then, of course, Washington will be included there in the nine seed. And they are five and a half games back Orlando. Miami is the one that is interesting to me yeah. in, the, in the playoffs. Just yeah. the young legs. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to be interesting to me. I want to see what they do. They can upset a lot of people, dude. The East got the biggest boost between the two conferences from this time off. In the East, you had Giannis, who just tweaked his knee right before everything hit his kids. And so he's fully healthy and recovered now. So that was huge for Milwaukee, that time off. Um, Miami is a great team, but when you look at Philadelphia, they also got a crazy... Philly got a crazy advantage here, too. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid were both injured. Simmons with his back, they had no timetable for his return. true. And he got months off that he desperately needed. So I expect... Uh, and then when you, uh, I expect Philadelphia to come back very strong, or or, or, or I, with Embiid only yeah. being able to play 18 minutes for the first five games, I agree that they're still going to win. Though, how did he treat quarantine exactly. and the off time? The last one is Indiana because they're a very solid squad, uh, and Oladipo has been injured and Facts. was just coming back from his injury. You know, I think that's a tough thing for a guy who was injured and is ramping up this whole time, ramping up and finally getting back to playing, and then he has to take another break. But again, it should only be beneficial for these guys to not be re-injured as long as they take this time uh, and the NBA gives them enough time and they take it seriously to prep for you know these Well, think about it, Drew. We're, in June, we're June 4th right now? Uh, yeah, it's the 3rd. It's the 3rd, June 3rd. So you have – now, if, you, if you've been sitting on your ass for the past two months, you have a month and a half. You've got to do it now. You have to get on the treadmill, on the treadmill right now. Get on the bike. I agree. Get on whatever. <laughs> I, uh, but, I, I, you know, when I look at the East, this still, to me, is wide fucking open. Yeah. It, you know, out of – between the two, like I said, you know, in the West, we pretty much Clippers and Lakers. And people, please tell me if we're if we're off base here. If you think that Denver is going to do something, oh, Chene is going to our please, boy Chene is going to no, be but all over. Also, us. provide why you think that. Did so, you see how much weight Jokic lost? 
Jokic lost a lot of weight for how is that even possible? He lost like forty pounds, and so bro. What, how, where was that? He so, went overseas. He I went know. back home. And what they only have vegetables? I there? guess I don't know. He went vegan. Stop um, drinking. Good for Jokic. Um, and Slow again, kitch. and maybe Denver really benefits from this time off too, because I know Jamal Murray had some injuries, Gary Harris had some injuries, and Gary's been playing like shit. So maybe this time was good for him to reset. Anyway, going back to the East Coast, I think, like I said, this is about as open as it gets. As much as Milwaukee has dominated during the regular season, and as good as Toronto has looked despite Kawhi leaving, there you can't sit here and tell me that Boston doesn't have a shot at this. Miami doesn't have a shot at this. If Philly is healthy, they definitely have a shot at the sixth seed. So. I don't know if I have a predictor. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm going to lean into the fact that Milwaukee's been the best. They have a really good roster. They obviously have the MVP, reigning MVP, Giannis. So I think it's going to take something pretty special to remove Milwaukee from their destiny of, of making it to the finals this year. But I also think that Toronto, Boston, Miami, and Philly have a really good shot at doing that. Do you have a prediction out of the East? God, just just talking about like Boston's interesting. Philly, I'm uh, I'm curious to see how Embiid comes back and Simmons and Simmons. The back injury is very easily. I mean, we tweaked, saw it with Scotty. Right, all it takes is one wrong move, and you can tweak that thing again. I mean, easy. I haven't been sold on them all year though. Right, just the simple thought of thinking about it, like yeah, that could be good. Your call on Indiana is nice, but I'm just gonna still go with Miami as like the sleeper. It's obvious, like. Milwaukee is the best team in the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like, but Miami matches up really well with Milwaukee. They, totally, they totally. throw Bam Adebayo, who's a bigger, I wouldn't say necessarily stronger, but probably equally as strong as Giannis, mm-hmm. player and a center who who's undersized and can move. And then you have a guy like Jimmy Butler who can take on whatever perimeter. like He can guard Middleton no mm-hmm. problem. Uh, it's more about the offensive end for Miami. If they can, If they're hitting their shots... There's a really good chance. And, Wait, did, 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 and that meeting right now is supposed to be in the second round. So if things go, you know, according to plan, that 4-5 is Miami-Indiana. If Miami comes out, they're playing Milwaukee in the second round. Ooh, that'll be nice. I, I really like Miami, too. And like I said, it's it's really going to be it's going to be Duncan Robinson hitting yeah. huge shots for them. 83% that, of his the, shots he takes are three-pointers. Yeah, he doesn't that? do anything else. Free throws, free throws occasionally. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, he was on a podcast with J.J. Redick. And Spolstra told him multiple times over the couple, I think he's his second or third year now, uh, it, when you don't shoot and you pump fake and dribble in, it fucks everything up. The analytics say you it's just no Just shoot the ball. Don't even pump fake. If you if you catch it from a three, shoot. let that thing go. Hey, question really fast, though. Going back to the Lakers, do you have Deion Waiters or no? Is Deion Waiters? Him. You do. He is on the squad. Deion Waiters is on the team, okay. and I'm worried about what he did in quarantine. Yeah. But luckily, he should be... Uh, uh, like and we have Yoki Noah. Of, we forgot about Noah. Yeah, you have you got you signed Noah like two days before everything we did. went down. Oh boy! So yes, I think the 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 first thing that I'm going to look at is, and it's the first thing that'll that'll I think be brought to all of our attention is who's in shape. Like those Facts. first couple days, we're going to see it. And LeBron has been you know very vocal and obviously on internet like with his workouts. He looks fantastic. I think Kawhi is also going to come in really fit. So, but it's going to be interesting to see. You know, not just Joel Embiid, but who else? Who else might have had this issue? Like, like you, like we talked about, Tatum doesn't have access to a basket. So, what the fuck was he doing? Is he a little pudgy now? Like, what was he doing in the offseason? And he so, was just coming in, oh, like he, he was, was playing nice. his ass off. So, yeah, I think that's the first thing that I'm going to look at. Obviously, I'm going to be stoked. I think the first couple games are going to be uh, rough. Oh yeah, I'm going to say we're going to have a lot of missed shots. I think we're going to have a lot of 
turnovers, a lot of off, like accidental fouls, like timing problems. Uh, and I, I think, think it's going to be rough, but I don't care if it's fucking seventy-five to eighty at the final. I've score. said though, I've said the whole time though. I think this the the the. Uh, prior to the season starting, the scrimmages have to be playoff level scrimmages. You know what I mean? Not yep. fucking walkthroughs. You know. Right. And I'm again. This is going back to to the Clippers because that's obviously my squad. But but Doc said when this all ended, like, yo, prepare for this season to to continue. So whatever you can do, continue to work out. Not everybody has a of thirty million dollar crib like Kawhi and whatnot. Right. With access to a gym, but I think our players have been focused on this coming back i don't think being in shape is going to be that hard difficult for us but i think like you said game shape and and you know basketball shape is is two different things right um it will be interesting you know seeing slokich drop 30 pounds or whatever was interesting and then um <clears throat> bam or not bam uh who's my boy mo bamba yeah gaining 28 pounds of muscle you know what right. i mean so some that people play off push for real for real uh pretty interesting but i'm really excited yeah we got to come up with a cool way to not only talk about the games but maybe watch the games with our listeners or something like that maybe we can do like a zoom yeah. well oh. i you know i know that we're the the announcement from silver is expected to be completed tomorrow i don't know if that's supposed to be accompanying any sort of schedule yet i think they may still be working on that schedule so uh, although we expect the announcement to confirm everything we just talked about with the 22 teams the format and scheduling of those things are still yet to be determined. And I, I don't care. And Just we have say time. yes. Well, here's the thing. is like we have almost two months. Yeah. A little less than two months. So it's like six weeks, seven weeks away. Uh, so that's a lot of time to, to, to organize and to, to figure get in it shape. Out. I mean, like we're saying, if, if the games themselves start on July 31st, that's a full two months for these guys to get into shape. And that's something that any professional athlete should be able to do in seven weeks. So... Uh, you know, I'll tell you that I got completely out of shape oh. in the past seven weeks. Yeah, man, you and, um, me, you and me both. I mean, Jesus, dude. I need the eight. We, I need the the seventeen week uh, <laughs> camp. That's what I need. Man, and it's not that I'm not trying over here, guys. I just told Drew I'm walking five miles a day. There isn't a basketball court within ten miles of here, unless I go jack one of these kids like mini courts that they got in right, front of their crib, in front of the house. And right. I don't think they want me doing that. Yeah. So I'm I did. I we were walking around uh, Coronado Island. And, you know, there's some nice houses there, there and, and some of these people have the rims mounted up. Yeah. I, I fully dunked on uh, a shorter, like a little, like a tiny one. We were walking I was going to say, if you island. dunked right now, nah, bro. No, fuck that. I didn't dunk on a 10-foot <laughs> rim. But I just, I just did it. And right. I was just like, you know Felt what? Good. That's, yeah, that was necessary. I'm a professional walker now, though, dude. So until, until we can play basketball again. Um, I'm really excited, Drew. I'm looking forward to this. Like we said, guys, this is going to be a quick hitter for you. Um, if you're not listening to our Patreon show. Listen to our Patreon show. It's a great show. We're going to have – we got an uh, interview with Jim Herrick this weekend, yep. Sunday. Coach Jim Herrick, UCLA, national champion. This guy's got more stories than ever. <clears throat> we got to come up with a good plan for that because we get one hour with him, and it's going to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. So look forward to that. But, again, Patreon. Jerry Dupree was our last one. North Korea, Kim Jong-un, Dennis Rodman. Crazy story. You got anything else? You ended up picking Milwaukee in the East. Is that how you ended? I, I'm. I, I have to. Like, I just. I until I see these teams. Yeah, it's Milwaukee, okay. and then I. And then obviously Clippers in the West. But it's going to be like you said, Drew. We just got to see who's in shape. Who's ready? Who's going to be the dog? Or you know, some of these teams, Milwaukee, can come back 
flat as hell. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like flat as hell and be like, what the hell happened to them? Right. Right? Yeah. Because Giannis just had his baby. Right. You know? And like he wasn't working out. He, he had a knee injury. He lived in an, an apartment complex, you know? And being away from his new baby for a while, because I don't think that um, – <clears throat> I think they're going to wait until like the last eight teams – you know, in the playoffs for family to be able to come. They're not going to let 22 teams bring their family. I'll guarantee you that. And a newborn baby with a wife, you know, you're going to miss your kid. Airplane. It worked for Lou Williams when he had his kid. Remember when he came out of his, out of his slump? I do. That's another guy we got on the squad, bro. Sweet Lou Trilliams. Clippers were meant for this, bro. We're going to win this title. We're going to have no parade. I'm going to get no tattoo because it doesn't count. No, you're getting the asterisk. Um, eh. You're getting the asterisk tattoo. Uh, On my ankle? Wherever you want. <laughs> Wherever you want. You can put on your, I want the full sleeve, you can bro. Put it on your butt cheek. Uh, I don't want to do that. Hey, we're going to take him out with my boy Trey Jack, all that. We're throwing it back about four years, but that's my jam. So follow through with clips in Drew, and we're ghosts. Stay safe out there, people. And we've been working So if you hate hard, it's a loss, you can fall back. Yeah, yeah, I swear I'm in myself. The top is where I'm gone when I am wasn't all that. Yeah, and I just want it all, and I just want it all, and I just want it all, yeah. Yeah, and I just want it all, and I just want it all, and I just want it all. All right, I'm climbing harder, I'm grinding harder. All right, so far back, and what it takes to be great. Faith is what you call that, so now it's time to do a bit. I'm talking all caps in this camera time. No man about but I swear I'm wasn't all that.